Welcome to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast. I'm your host, Linda Malone, certified conversion copywriter, copy strategist, and founder of Copyworks. Join me each week as I speak with experts in the fields of marketing, copywriting, decision-making, psychology, and more, all with one goal, to help you attract your ideal customers and inspire them to take action. My guest today is Jess Cook. Jess is a creative director turned content marketer. She has more than 15 years of experience working on B2C brands like Ego, Rice Krispies, Blue Cross, Cottonelle, and McDonald's. So in 2019, she made the move to B2B, B2B SaaS specifically, and is currently head of content at Lasso, which is a software platform for event production companies. She also co-hosts a podcast called That's Marketing Baby, which has hot takes, actionable insights, and as she says, plenty of sarcasm. So in my interview with Jess, she talks about the difference between copywriting and content writing, and we compare notes on that. And then can someone be both a copywriter and a content writer? And she also spills the tea on where she goes for copywriting inspiration as well as content writing inspiration. So let's jump right in. Okay, welcome, Jess. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. I know you're so super busy that I was lucky to be able to snag you for this interview. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you for, I'm lucky to be here. Thank you for having me, Linda. Well, and what's so interesting is that both of us have been content writers and copywriters, but we like cross paths, like we have like parallel lives, but in the opposite, I don't know how it works. Yeah, I was in content writing and then went into copywriting and you were a copywriter and now you're a content writer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it's so interesting that we're talking about content and copy today because just yesterday I had someone who asked me about the difference and it, it's like not a week goes by that somebody does it. So what I thought we'd do is both of us give our own definitions of content versus copywriting and see if there's a difference. So how would you describe the difference between the two? Uh, I love this. Okay, so in my mind... Content writing is much more journalistic. There's a research, a deep research kind of process that goes in place beforehand. You are leaning very heavily on subject matter experts in order to tell the story. You are building it around a point of view or or some sort of narrative uh, that you are trying to let the market know that your company stands for. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of my view of it. It's it's very journalistic. It's very holistic uh, in terms of the approaches that you take in order to have a well-rounded piece of content writing. Copywriting is much more, instead of journalistic, maybe more kind of in the realm of advertising, right? Where you are trying to, you are very quickly trying to persuade someone to take action. And I think in order to do that, uh, you're trying to be very concise. You're trying to pack a lot of emotion in. It's very, it's, it's less about, say, thought leadership, which I think kind of lies in the content writing realm, and much more about changing hearts and minds through words and like getting them to do the thing you need them to do, whether that's convert or sign up or uh, click even. And so I think it's more about generating interest than and and content writing is much more about generating new ideas information yeah and that that's basically i mean my my feelings as well um i always sum it up by saying that and it's not completely accurate that 
content is to written usually to entertain or inform. For example, mm. articles like I used to write magazine articles. And there wasn't necessarily, there wasn't a call to action at the end, like with copy. Yeah. But it's an article on, you know, say heart health for women. And so there would be a lot of times a story about a woman who had a heart attack. So I'd start a lot of them. So you get people drawn right into the story. But at the end of it, there was no, I mean, there's lessons in it if you want to take them, but it wasn't like, there wasn't a purpose at the end where, okay, now you have to, you know, sign up here. And then when I got into copywriting, I did what a lot of people mistakenly do, which is I assumed, oh, they weren't that much different. And so <laughs> I was hired by both Flex to do some copy. And they didn't know, I mean, they didn't seem to care that I wrote in their, you know, the voice of their customer. It was kind of snarky. They liked that. But it wasn't really copywriting as I know it now. So sure. yeah, there's a big difference. So do you see someone as being able to be a copywriter and a content writer at the same time? I think you can be. I think very much like you and I both did, you probably start out as one and learn through others or through necessity to do the other. It takes time. I don't think anyone is like right out the gate great at both. And I do think, it, and certainly in, in my case as well, I'm still better at one than the other, I feel. I think I'm a better copywriter than I am, you know, long-form content writer. And so I think they just take time. But I do think it is possible for someone to be skilled at both. How about you? Yeah, I think so too. But there's a different mindset. Like mm. when I think of content, I used to write these long 2000 word articles for magazines. And it was a different, just the whole approach is different. You know, I'd interview people, yeah. but not in a marketing sense. I'd interview people for their stories. Yeah. And so the story would be woven into making the point that I wanted to make in the article. Now, as a copywriter, and also there's different types of copywriters. So for me, as a conversion copywriter, and there's a lot of people that say, oh, that's just a bogus term for direct response, which there's overlap between all of them. But I yeah. was always taught that the difference is, you know, that I target the stages of awareness, you know, how aware is the audience or your targeted reader on, are they, you know, are they unaware, are they, you know, pain aware, and we go through those stages. And that's not something that's done with a lot of other copy or type of copywriters. But there's, there's a whole different way of thinking about it. Like, I don't want to write content anymore. Like, I just don't, <laughs> unless it's for my own site. I, well, I guess I shouldn't say that because I write content every day on LinkedIn. But even then, there right. is kind of a call to action at the end. I mean, how would you consider your the content that you post on? Uh, is it content or you consider it copy? Oh, or man. That's a really good question. The, the, at that point, it's almost a hybrid, right? Because it's very, you have to have a great hook, which feels very much like copywriting. Right. But you're also trying to teach some sort of lesson within the post, which very mm -hmm. feels very much like content writing. So maybe that is where uh, kind of the two cross and become some sort of hybrid. Because, yeah, that's a really good point. I had a thought about it that way. I think it is definitely more. Man, you got me thinking here. Yeah, I didn't think about it until I asked the question. I'm like, <laughs> that's a good question. How would I answer? Yeah, that? definitely the hook feels like copyright writing, right? Like you have to generate that interest, but then you also have to back it up with really, with a really good insight or a lesson or some right. how-to, right? So it's, it's definitely both. Yeah. Cause if you just wrote about, cause they have places on LinkedIn where you can write a, an article, right? I mean, right. I think I've done that and I don't know, 
I, I don't think they're pushing it out. Like I, I never got any any response to it. And it, but it's a different approach. It's like here, here's some information for you. Is how I see that. Yep. But then with LinkedIn, I always start with obviously it's a hook because no one's going to scroll down to, if they're not interested. I have tried personal stories with a reason for them, like something that happened to me that, and here's how it relates. But those don't, I don't get action from them. Like if I suggest people sign up for something or, you know, which I rarely do, but it's just usually just sure. follow me or that kind of thing. But yeah, I think it is kind of a hybrid now that I think of it, you know? Yeah. I feel like we just had an epiphany. I know. <laughs> Light bulb moment. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I think most people consider it content, though, because that's I do, too. Yeah. But it's more than that. It's so much more. Yeah, it's so much more. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's funny. And so when it comes to like, so when you were doing copy, because I know you did. So in your bio, it says, you know, you worked with brands like Ego. I was at Ego. Ego, that's LinkedIn. You know, Eggo, Rice Krispies, <laughs> uh, Blue Cross, Cottonelle, and McDonald's. What was that like? Did you actually write copy for their... Uh, yeah, a little bit of everything. So McDonald's was a lot of packaging, billboards, in-store signage. Kellogg's and Kimberly Clark were mostly kind of digital efforts, some print, some television, mm-hmm. so uh, and, and some, you know, kind of like short form online video type stuff. So a little bit of everything from, you know, print headlines which is really fun, uh, yeah. to video scripts, to, you know, hey, the Rice Krispies website is a hundred and some odd recip- Rice Krispies treats recipes, and every single one of them needs a description and, you know, writing all of those as well. So a little bit of everything, which is a lot of fun. B2C is very different, though. So B2C is like, you're just always trying to evoke some sense of brand voice, and awareness and interest. And what I found with B2B is that you're trying to be much clearer. You're trying to, there's no, you're not trying to be clever. Like I think Mm -hmm. so many copywriters, myself included, are tasked with doing in the world of B2C. But the principles are the same, right? Like you're trying to get attention. That is really the big objective. So yeah. they are different it just in like kind of the reasons behind them, but but the approach is the same. Yeah, and I think it's it's a lot too with the brand. Like I do a lot of writing for SaaS. Yeah. And a lot of it sounds the same. You know, like I'm on a project right 100%. now. Where I'm going through, I just went through and did a analysis and audit of all my clients' competitors. And it's like, they're really all the same and they're saying the same thing. So a lot of times, especially with this one, I've already seen what I'm going to be doing, but you want to pull out what people aren't talking about. It's not mm-hmm. even that they're different because sometimes there's not a lot of difference, but it's that there was a famous story. I forget who was it. John Cables, one of the famous copywriters who went into, was it Schlitz? Did you hear about this ad campaign? I don't know about this, no. Oh, they were, he was writing an and just in general, the story was that he was hired to increase sales for, I believe it was Schlitz, it was a beer. And so he would go to these the factories and he discovered that they did some kind of, like while he was talking to the people that worked there, they were doing some kind of cleaning, they were really cleaning out, like thoroughly sterilizing some kind of bottles and something that he never knew about. And he said, what is this that you're doing? And they described the process to him and he said, that's amazing. 
And the, the marketing, I think it was a marketing person said to him, yeah, but our competitors do it too. He goes, yeah, but they're not talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so their ads began to revolve around this hygienic sterilization process that everyone else did and no one talked about. And yep. <laughs> literally like quadrupled their sales. They made them the, the highest selling beer. Like it was that campaign. So it's not even just finding what makes you different, but talking about what no one else is talking about. And yeah, exactly. It makes it look like you're the only one doing it, right? right? If you're the first to say it, it seems like, well, no one else is doing that. That's their that's their unique thing, right? Right. And unless you're in the business where you go, well, we do that too. You know, you're not talking about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're too late. <laughs> you're late well, to uh, a campaign that I did, I uh, worked on for Cottonelle years ago now was, we called it the roll poll. So we had kind of this debate to see if people preferred rolling their toilet paper over or under. And it was huge. I mean, it was months long. We created 20 some odd videos of these characters, you know, a plumber and a bowler and a, a hotel maid, you know, kind of explaining why they prefer to roll the way they did. And we had these ad units where you could vote right inside the ad. And any toilet paper brand could have done this, right? Like ev yeah. any single one of them could have picked this idea up and said like, yeah, you know, roll over under kind of, you know, cast your vote. But it was so big for that brand and was really, really entertaining for people at the time and pretty inventive at the time too, you know, having a kind of a vote right inside the the ad that it it sparked a ton of PR and sales, of course. But it's funny because it wasn't anything that like another brand couldn't have said. We just said it first. And the winner was the over. The winner was over. By a lot. By I, a lot. Yeah. Majority for sure. Because only crazy people roll. I feel the same way. <laughs> I will literally go in someone's house and flip it over. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, people love that stuff. And especially yeah. if it's like, you know, you see all these ads. And sometimes they, there's a lot of them on Facebook, which is actually... They say it's not good because they collect this information in a way that, you know, is less than good for the person. Like they, it's not good to do all these quizzes because they just get too much information, but they're, yeah. they're fun it's to do. One. It's like, you know, something like that would be the way you roll your toilet papers, what it says about you or <laughs> what something. What it says about you, yeah. <laughs> like, I have to find out what is this? Oh, if you roll it under, you know, you're an introvert, you're an extrovert. I don't know. It's yeah. Funny. But yeah, everything means something, right? So where do you go for copyright? Is it copywriting inspiration now? You, you do more or like content inspiration or is it both? Yeah, a little bit of both. So content inspiration, uh, I always think of just like, I, I, I love what a good headline does to kind of spark uh, imagination in my brain. One of my favorite places to go for that is Communication Arts. And they have, for a very long time, they put out uh, a physical quarterly kind of, I don't know, enormous catalog of like the best creative work from that quarter. And I'm sorry, I believe it was an annual. And so it was like the best creative work from that year. And and the print ad headlines in there were just like, oh, gosh, I just, you just dream to come up with a line like that. And it, like one in your life, right? And so I would love to just kind of comb through those and think about how, hey, you know, wh what's the kind of crux of that line? Who are they speaking to? What can I glean from that that I can potentially use on the brands that I write for? They now digitize all of this. So you can go to communicationarts.com and they have an entire gotcha. gallery. I, I like to go, you know, I like to filter it right down to the print ads just because it's just such a simple form to look at and, and just get inspired. So I do love that. 
For content, I I like to look at, you know, obviously brands that are doing it well, but I like to look in unexpected places too as well. There's some really great like D2C brands that are more on like the the wearable side of things, right? That are doing some really interesting stuff because they have to kind of build the awareness and the the demand around whatever tech they're building. So I think I think trying to look outside of your either vertical or your industry or even looking outside of SaaS sometimes you can find some really smart strategies and ideas and you know just the way that their content is organized sometimes is really interesting too as opposed to, you know, a resources section that has a blog and a you know your podcast like there are so many companies out there that are doing it in this really interesting way where they will organize it around the the persona, the buyer, right? And so that that's fascinating to see how that's done as well. So I like going outside of kind of the usual uh, suspects in terms of content inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good ideas. I have to check out the, what is it, creative? Communication arts. Communication arts. Yeah. It's a that. good one. Yeah. And I have to ask this, even though it's all over LinkedIn and, and people are kind of sick of it, but chat GPT. I just, <laughs> I just read another article this morning about it and how, actually, no, it wasn't an article. It was in a Facebook group. It's a copywriting group. And somebody said, well, I think this is just easy enough for me to do, like to use chat GPT. And why do I have, I think they, it comes up with great copy and, or great content. And I thought, oh no, but there was a huge debate in that, in that stream. And what's your take on it? So at Lasso, which is where I'm at right now, we're building it into our workflow because I think it is a great tool for helping small content teams scale, right? Just getting something down on paper, making sure that you are considering topics and viewpoints and uh, just kind of like organizing your thoughts in a way that maybe you hadn't thought of. And I think the nice thing about it is that it's it's an aggregation of everything that's already out there. Right. So once you have that down, now you just have to improve upon it, right? So mm-hmm. now you have to put it in your brand voice. You have to make sure one that, well, okay, first of all, make sure it's accurate. It's not always right. accurate. <laughs> so that's important. You know, put in your brand voice, bring in some humanity, talk to some people within your company, find your, your subject matter experts and, and talk to them about, you know, hey, there's kind of this section uh, that I think could really use some help. And I think you would be a good person for that to kind of bring it to life a little more, right? So I do think it's very smart. I think any content marketer out there who is working that into their workflow and understanding how to use it well, figuring out how to create really well-crafted prompts, I think is going, it's like an art form and will only continue to you know, be more and more important as these tools get better and better. So I think it's smart to start understanding how to use it properly mm-hmm. and and efficiently. I don't think they create great content just yet. Yeah. I've never had something be spit out and been like, that's perfect. I'm done. There's always, you know, there's, there's, uh, it feels very robotic. It feels like a, a robot came up with it. And so yeah. I think, you know, until those tools, it doesn't, and they're not creating things that feel like that anymore. It's on us to, to figure out how to do that. But I, I like what you said, because it's like, I heard the analogy that when cars were first invented, the invented, did people say, well, I guess no, none of us are going to be walking anymore. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> it's like, no, it's something you add to when, you know, you don't have to take your horse everywhere all the time. So, yeah. but it's like, yeah. so it's a tool, but there still needs to be like the input from the human element. And, yeah. you know, my feeling is that like, I've used it just 
I experimented with writing headlines. Okay, I wrote some headlines that I know how long it took me to do and how much research I involved. And so I would put it in just to see, here's the parameters. And it would it would spit out something that was accurate, but they were all general statements that anyone could have come up with. Yes, it's something that as when I was, before I knew about copy and how to target my my words and how to how to do copy, that's something I would have written and thought it was good. And yes. I think that, yeah, people who are using it and that's the end of it, like, oh, this is great, are missing. They don't know what they don't know, I think is what, you know, how I, I sense it. Like it's, I think you're right. Yeah. I, that was the other point I, I kind of forgot to make was like, there's never a point of view in any of the content pieces that I've had come out of, you know, a, right. a, an AI writing tool. And that, again, that's another thing that's on us besides the humanity to build that in is some sort of like opinion so that it's just not so general and that it can, like you were saying, so it can be ownable to your brand. Right. And having that perspective and also the emotional part. Like someone has said to me yesterday, she was talking to me about having me do some copy for her. And she said, I don't understand because my writing, I write these blogs that are emotionally jarring. She's very, she's been through some stuff. And so she wants to attract people who need help in this area. So she said, I I don't know why, um, you know, nothing's converting though. So you can't just put the emotion down without having it like to me, especially like a sales page. Like that's why sales pages are so long is you're taking people on a journey. You know, they're starting, especially if they get to your site and they're almost unaware, like they're, well, they'd probably be pain aware if they somehow found you, but you're taking them through all those stages of awareness so that by the time they get to the bottom of your page, they're like, okay, this is definitely for me. That takes training. It takes experience. Takes talking to people and know what words to use, but you can't just get people emotional over a topic and then just drop it. It's still, it needs that, you know, that call to action that's relevant to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people forget kind of the psychology involved too. Typically, if you're trying to sell something, they're either, they already have a solution that they're okay with right now or you know, they're just going to kind of keep doing what they've been doing, right? Status quo is absolutely a competitor for so many, specifically SaaS brands. And so I think, yes, emotion is great, but I think you have to get them over. You have to also tell them like it's worth the trouble, right? Because a lot of people are either going to have to swap out a system or change their workflow or pay more, right? And maybe it will be better in the long run, but you have to help them understand why, right. why it's better, why it's it's going to be less pain than the pain they're feeling with the current way they're doing things. Right. And that's why we talk about pain and copy because, and I've had people say, well, that's kind of mean, isn't it? You really, no, because people will not move unless they are in so much pain that they're like, I've got to do something. Like, it's funny with SaaS, I always ask, you know, marketing interviews, like, what were you doing before, you know, you found this product? Yeah. And it's almost always like pen and paper. Like, yeah. Really? Spreadsheet or whatever, yeah. <laughs> Back of a napkin. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, exactly. this we could talk about this for hours and hours, and I know your time is limited, so let's wrap up. But I wanted to talk, have you talk a little bit about your new podcast because I'd be happy to promote it here. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, um, just in uh, January of this year, started a podcast called "That's Marketing Baby." How'd you get that um, name, by the way? <laughs> Everyone always asks that. I love it. It was, so my co-host Susan and I worked together at my previous company, Marpipe, and she and I did the podcast for Marpipe there. 
And when we left there, it was like, well, that was so much fun. Like, we have to, we have to keep doing that, but like on our own terms. And in one of the episodes in the old podcast, she said that and it stuck with me for some reason. And just the way she said it was like so cheeky and like fun. And I was like, no, we kind of took a weekend before we started the podcast and we were like, okay, we're going to, by the end of this weekend, we'll have the name. Like, we're just going to throw ideas at each other all weekend long. We're like texting each other. And I threw that out and and we were both like, that that one's at the top. Let's hang on to that one. Like, let's keep going, but let's hang on to that one, you know? And so by the end of the weekend, that was that was still kind of the the one that felt the most like us. That yeah, because it does seem like in the the image and little cartoon characters, I mean, it just sounds like, you know, it'd be fun. And I've listened to I listened to one episode, but it's so new. You've had like just a few out, but I have to go back and listen to more. And where yeah. else can people find you aside from your podcast? I'm on LinkedIn, pretty active there. I'm posting every weekday and love to meet new people. So, you know, if you if you hear me here and and care to, please uh, reach out. Love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Jess. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Linda. This was fun. That wraps up today's episode. I hope you found it as fun to listen to as it was for me to record. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and be sure to subscribe. And for additional info, visit my website at thecopyworks.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.